Alright, kids, put away your apples. Teacher, this is my first day in the class. I got transferred. Oh, really? Uh, go ahead and, uh, don't know how they do it in American schools because I'm an anime weeb. Uh, why don't you stand up and, uh, introduce yourself to the class? Uh, do, do I have to? Yes. Okay. Um, my name is Garrett. I was uh, expelled from my last school for being a podcaster. Um, uh, lots of people threw rocks at me and, and uh, pulled my pants down. Called me Lamey Talk Show uh, Podcast Boy. And they gave me a pink belly. Um, Define pink belly. Oh, it's when they pull up your shirt over your head and then they slap your stomach until it turns pink. Ah. Yeah. Classic. Yeah, they also hit my uh, hit my feet with a hammer and uh, killed my killed my dog. So, <laughs> Whoa. so my parents pulled me from school, but I also got expelled. So it didn't really matter. What did you do? I let it happen. <laughs> <laughs> and weaknesses unallowed. <laughs> Sit down. Okay. <laughs> What's this class about? Teach uh, a variety of subjects. Really. Let me, let, me, let me look at my itinerary. Well, in uh, first period, you got math. Second period, you got English. My period, which is third. Yeah. Uh, um, it's whatever the heck I want to talk about. Wait, so. wait, 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 wait. This is supposed to be social studies class. And yeah, it, yeah. And it's... Yeah. And you are, you are clearly... I am the social study. <laughs> and you are not Mrs. Broderick. Uh... Yeah, it's but the, it's 2022. Are you really going to point that out? Well, this is the right room. Where's Mrs. Broderick? I am Mrs. Broderick. It says right there, like you're. It says right there on the board that you just wrote that your name is Mr. Garrison. So I don't know. I don't. Typo. Should I, should I met I, Mrs. Broderick. Should I should I be concerned? No. Is this the right class? No, yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm have a Freudian slip there. Okay. Um. All right. So, so we're talking about what whatever. Is that what we're doing? Yeah. What I want to talk about. <laughs> I'm the teacher. Is there going to be a, a no a, a test? Uh. No. How are we getting? How are we getting graded? Make me happy. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> this class just got a lot more suspect. <laughs> Not in that way, sir. Okay. Well, um, well. Don't anger me. I'll hit your feet with a hammer. I'll kill your dog. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a pink belly. I'll get you expelled from school because you let me do it. <laughs> Man, what a kick in the pants! Oh yeah, they did that too. That's well, a good apple. It's Cosmic Crisp. Not a sponsor. It's funny that he can tell from being on the other side of the classroom. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, start up the time. Oh yeah. Um, teacher, I have PE in an hour. Okay. So uh, we'll probably we'll make it. I'm sure. Probably. Why am I the only student here? Well, PE's already started. <laughs> Well, look at looking at you. You, you uh, haven't haven't done PE a day in your life, so I figure missing one more isn't gonna. And I hear I thought running from my bullies was gonna be enough exercise. <laughs> Boy, was I wrong! <laughs> you need to stop running to the cafeteria. <laughs> Die from them. <laughs> you need to run to Panera Bread. <laughs> Stop running to the cafeteria. Run to this fast food joint. <laughs> yeah, they got bread bowls. It's good. Bread's carbs. Bread makes you fat. Right. Not if you're a weight weightlifter. Don't worry about it. Anyway, you already started my time. We're yeah, still goofing. Anyway, <laughs> I wasn't goofing. I was being real and raw. My bad. Okay, so yesterday mm-hmm. <clears throat> I found this new channel. Uh, that I'm not going to name the name of right now, mm-hmm. but I learned a bunch of stuff on that channel. It's a fun little, fun little thing. Learned a lot. So first, let's talk about. Hmm, let's ever heard of non-buoyant water? Like thick water? No, wait, 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 wait. 
Wait a second. Thick water? Yeah, they sell like a, a, a product called Thick Water, and it's very gross to look at. It's, what, it's very. What's gross. it like? Pudding. It, it is like, it is like if Jello was a little more like liquidy. That's gross. No. And you could just go and drink it. No, definitely not. Um, but uh, it's like it's, it's like one of those nutrient pouches they'll have in the future. But non-buoyant water isn't that like water that is so salty that like like most things can float on top of it. Because no. they do have that kind of. There's like a lake that does that. Yeah, it's called the Dead Sea. Yeah. No, that that's that would be that's ultra buoyant water. Okay. So what 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 are you talking about? Well, non-buoyant water is the theoretical idea that you can have enough air in water. Aerate the water enough and nothing can float in it. Nothing can float. Right. Okay. So imagine I'm putting my phone down for this. I love this. I love this channel. I love these things. I don't know why they got me so interested. Okay. I'm not a learner. I don't learn much. Really? I'm just, I'm super, yeah, this podcast is the only reason I learn. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer just playing my games like Stardew Valley and Metal Gear Solid Five. Yeah. Among many others. Got a couple hundred games in my Steam library, don't mean to brag. Um, yeah, I live in a crystal mansion with my hundred Steam games. <laughs> I also have a gun that I can <laughs> my shoot My mansion beggars. is made out of digital copies. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, non-buoyant water. Theoretically, when, when you aerate water, right, yeah. it adds, air starts to take up some of the surface area of the water. Now, do you, do you know how buoyancy is achieved? Um, less air, and you float on it. No. Okay. Well, m- m- no, not necessarily. Okay. Buoyancy, for those not in the know, Explain. I may get this wrong, which would be very embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, because you're... I just learned it yesterday. <laughs> anyway, buoyancy... Is achieved when the going by a certain uh, algorithm, so to speak, mm-hmm. uh, when the mass of an object, the surface area of an object, is more than its weight. Okay. If it weighs less than the surface area it takes up, then the amount of water it displaces, mm-hmm. it will float. Okay. Because it cannot displace, or it, it doesn't. Hard to explain it, but yeah, if it. Explain if it, it. If it weighs less than the amount of water it displaces, that's it. No, say it again. I was talking over you. If it if it weighs, <laughs> <laughs> if an object weighs less than the amount of water it displaces, it yeah. will float. Okay. It will not sink into the water. It'll stay on top. Okay. Take an empty bottle, right? Oh, an empty water bottle. It's filled with air, right? Okay. okay. Very light, but it takes up a good amount of surface area. Mm-hmm. Because it's an enclosed space and the inside is just filled with air and the air isn't providing any weight. Yeah. So that water bottle is just going to float on top of the water. All right. It's not heavy enough to break, to displace water and actually get itself buried. But Whereas, if you put enough air into it, that water bottle will just... In the water, potentially, yes. Potentially. Theoret- theoretically. Potentially. I'm looking for evidence and facts. <laughs> the proof is in the pudding, teacher. Where's my pudding? Well, listen, teacher. You gotta be making more sense. You said it, long boy. You see water? We got this water policy. It's. I'm uncertain. <laughs> I'm uncertain if it's actually possible to aerate water enough for everything to sink in it. Because think about it this way. Yeah. What is a hundred percent? No. What is ninety nine percent air and one percent water? A room with one drop of water. It's in called it. rain. <laughs> it's not, you know, it's that's. Of course, you're not. Of course, hey, you're going to sink in that. I it, sink it, in rain all the time, so it's true. It, that's called gravity. Like one, one. If an if a pool becomes 100 percent air, you're just falling through. <laughs> you're just falling. <laughs> There's no water. You forget you need to aerate the water. Okay? Right. But then I'm saying, is it possible to get like 50 percent air to water ratio? Maybe. I don't know. I'm not a I'm not a math magician. You need a water bender. That's what you need. That's what you need. You, need, you, know, you know, you need an air bender and a water bender at the same time, doing some doing some stuff in a swimming pool. Right. Yeah. And then there you go. So is it possible? Probably. If you have uh, air benders and water benders. Yeah, which is possible. So realistically, yes. yes. I think <laughs> I think we could do it. I think I think we can make it work. 
Uh, I, I appreciate put, your lofty confidence. Just go to a swimming pool and you have a... <laughs> <laughs> just take a straw. Go to a swimming pool and blow. <laughs> put in a straw. I, no, I'm not going to blow. I mean, I'm not an idiot. I would take a bicycle pump or maybe like a... <laughs> <laughs> you said to aerate the water. Look at this thing sink. Man, shoot. Dumb, dumb. Dumb. Why? Anyway. I, that, I'm the student. You can't call me dumb. You're supposed to teach me. You're an idiot. That's why I'm <laughs> teaching you. Listen. <laughs> okay. Now imagine for a second. Yeah. Water. Okay, just done. Then, okay, done, right? <laughs> Big pool of water. Let's say it's 12. Wait, wait, wait. I wasn't thinking of a pool. I was thinking of a glass. So let's say it's dumb. 12. Let's say it's 12 feet deep. Okay. A thing of water with no way up. The sides are completely smooth. You can't climb out. Okay. Okay? You fall in this water and you attempt to... Swim, right? You start to paddle your limbs, yeah. expecting to stay on top of the water. But for some reason, no matter how much you flail, no matter how much you throw your arms, you continue to sink. Yeah. Until you are standing on the bottom of the pool. Oh, that's scary. You are still holding your breath. You cannot breathe, but you cannot get out of the pool, and you can't swim. No matter how much you move, you won't go up. So I'm dead. So you drown. What a fun scenario! A Thanks. very scary thought, right? It's, I mean, it's very scary. Now, would you believe me if I told you that this is a possibility in wastewater treatment plants? Oh, in Why? real life? Why? Because they aerate the water. Follow me here. So you said you were like, "Oh, it might not be possible." Follow me, here. but they already do it. Follow me here. Okay. Okay. So the waste wastewater treatment plants of today. There's a couple different ways they do it. But one of the ways that wastewater treatment plants work, right? They take sewage, poop, pee, excrement, Gross. waste. Hate it. Nasty. Yeah, I hate it. Don't want to drink it. I know. You know. They put it into this large tank. Yeah. And at the same time, they are pumping in microorganisms that they call bugs. Not like insects, <laughs> but bugs, Should like bacteria. Call, maybe you call it something else. Well, they're microorganisms. Call it that if you like. What these microorganisms do... You mean the bugs. The bugs. What the bugs do... You are... You're on the last... You're about to get a freaking demerit. I don't even think you're a teacher. What the... <laughs> so what the bugs do... Yeah. Is they feed on carbon-rich material mm-hmm. like poop and waste, right? Yes. So they eat this waste, and when they eat the waste, they do something known as flocculate... <laughs> Um, that is what it's called, well, flocculate, F-L-O-C-C-U-A-U-L-A-T-E. So they can come up with a new word like flocculate, but they can't think past bugs. Right. Hey, call, listen, it's what? cool. It's awesome. Okay, I'm well, t- they're microorganisms. You can't even freaking see them. They're not insects. Yeah. They're like a bacteria. Yeah, exactly. They're not insects. Why call them bugs? Stomach bug? What, what? Okay, shut up. <laughs> shut up. I'm trying to get you You're to, making me mad. I'm trying to get you to the whole hour. Yeah. No, I. In fact, stop, because I'm not going to make it at this rate. Anyway, this is not even the most interesting one. <laughs> so anyway, the bugs the eat the the microorganisms. They eat. Shut up. They eat the carbon-rich material. Gosh, this guy. They eat the carbon-rich material and they flocculate, which causes them to group together. Okay. And get heavier. When they get heavier, they sink to the bottom of the water. So they've eaten the poop, they sink to the bottom, and now they're just a sludge at the bottom. And what's left on top? Clean water. Oh. Perfectly clean. So that water is then sucked back out of the tank and sent back to be used again. Gross. That's how wastewater treatments work. Yeah. Or at least some of them. Not all of them are the same. Now the reason, you will see around these wastewater tanks, these signs that say, aerated water, danger, you will sink. Life vest required past this point. Yeah. You will drown. You will die if you fall in these tanks. Because the yeah. water is aerated. Why is it aerated? Because the bugs, like anything else, require oxygen. Yeah. They cannot survive in the water. So they must aerate the water, sending oxygen through it, um, making it bubbly, basically, so the bugs can survive, eat the poop, and fall to the bottom. Okay, question. Yes. So if anything that goes in sinks... Then what's the point of having the life vest? Um, it's, well, follow me. They, they have all these warning signs. But if you had to make a guess, how much would you say, percentage-wise, how much air would you say is there versus water? 
What percentage of air, what percentage of water would I you say is in these tanks? I think it's 30-70. 30-70? Yeah. Would you believe me if I told you it was 2-98? air, 98% water. That's it? That's it. That's all it takes. And now, they do these warnings because they're afraid, and there are lots of... Um, examples and like you can go to the news and see people die at wastewater treatment plants all the time Mm -hmm. if they fall in the tank it's very easy to drown but there's it's not because they become unbuoyant the water is aerated you're slightly less buoyant in the water but people have tested it and you can float just fine okay there's not enough air to actually make you sink you can still float it's just a little bit more difficult the real issue is because the air tends to come from a central point on the bottom of the tank. Mm-hmm. So it shoots straight up. When that water shoots straight up, it gets displaced. So imagine you got a big tank like this. Yeah. Water goes up. Water goes across the top. Water goes back down. Mm-hmm. Comes. So there's a current. There's a current. So anybody that falls in will just get dragged to the side, and then they just get dragged straight down underwater. Okay. There are also signs for warnings about drowning machines, which Mm -hmm. are another part of wastewater treatment, I believe. Um, (laughs) They're called drowning machines because you will drown. (laughs) They're called drowning machines. Because the water circulates like this. So if you fall in, you'll just just get dragged under and you can't do anything I mean, it's a good warning. Yeah. Good name. Yeah. I don't want to be around a drowning machine. Same. It just sounds like it has no other point but to kill people. So really, the wastewater treatment plants, the aerated water, really all you need to be afraid of is getting poop in your mouth if you fall <laughs> in. So don't fall in. But it's fine. You get poop in your mouth, a little bug's come over there and eat you. Now theoretically, th- this interested me, theoretically is it possible to get enough air into water? Because what air does when you put it in water? Carbonation, for example, right? Yeah. What happens when it opens? Yeah. It starts to leave yeah. It doesn't stay in. It will decarbonate. That's it will right. de-air Because of evaporation, too. I think also, but I don't think that's the only reason. I think. It just leaves. It, it leaves. doesn't stay in it. It's not bonded to the water. It's just in the water. So we need to change how water is made. Right. Or we would need to pump in enough air to, you know. My idea. Okay. Put, Put a whole bunch of air, you know, in a in a tank, okay, and then we cover the fir- the top layer with oil, like very thick oil to try to trap in all the and uh, all the air, and then we dump the person in there, and then we put a glass dome on top of it with no holes, so the air can't leave. Well, it's simple, really. You just <laughs> you just take a bottle of Pam cooking spray, you spray down top of the water. It'll create a slippery surface, and the air will just slip around under the water. <laughs> It won't come out. <laughs> or why did nobody think of that before? You turn off the lights and the air doesn't know where it's going. Right. Because <laughs> because air does naturally go to the light. Yeah, yeah. Watch watch your bug catchers. You will certainly find yourself short of oxygen. <laughs> You'll just hear, yeah. and then you can't breathe. Yeah, it really Terrifying. sucks when uh, every time we go to bed every night we turn off the light and then all the air just starts like freaking out. <laughs> It's scary stuff. The, the air goes and hides into your bed, and you have to do the same just to breathe. <laughs> the little snakes in the, in, that we breathe in every day. Yeah, it's rough stuff. Yeah. Anyway, let me see. So, Was so, there anything else with that? Nope. So, so, so that's, that's, that, just inter- that just interested me. Well, lesson one was wastewater treatment and aerated water. All right, question... Yes. Can, uh, can I use the restroom? Do, I, do you have a hall pass? No. Oh. The seats are made of rubber. You're fine. <laughs> Go ahead and just let it out. I was wondering why my chair specifically was made of rubber, but mm-hmm. I don't think I'll hold it. I mean, we only have like what, like this could quickly become like a like a dystopian like Matrix situation. <laughs> yeah. If you slowly dawns on you that you're sitting in a rubber chair and. The walls are pure white and soft and fluffy, and you're wearing a straight jacket. All these things slowly come into being. Okay, cool. Anyway. That's, so, not, really, that's not really happening, though, right, Teach? No. But I thought that was cool. Wastewater treatment. Um, do you have any more lessons? Yeah, of course. Okay. Let's see what I want to do next. You don't have, like, a curriculum or something? I do. It's here. What about... This one's not terribly long info hazards 
What? Now let me ask you a question. What's your name, by the way? My name is Timothy Johnson of 48 Acre Street. <laughs> Timothy Johnson of 48 Acre Street. Funny that was a real kid. Yeah. Wow, he just got screwed. <laughs> just got taken in the night. All those people that hate you and want to dox you. Poor Timothy, what is his name? What's his name? Timothy Tim- what? Timothy, my name's Timothy Johnson. Timothy Johnson. Of 48 Acre Street. I was thinking Tim- Timothy Drexler. Why? Because that's the name of one of the guys. Anyway, don't worry about it. Info hazards. Would you say that information is good? Well, it depends on what kind of information. Ah, therein lies info hazards. Yeah. Would you say learning is always good? Is it good to have more knowledge? No. No, not necessarily. There, there's Why reason. do you say so, Timothy? Um, well, okay, so there's some people out there that... Well, there's wrong information. Let go of the bit, by the way. His name is Garrett. I just thought about... What if somebody's listening to this for the first time? Yeah, and they know I'm Timothy Johnson of 48 Acre Street. Information... Okay, we can keep going. Information um, is a scary thing. Because there's like there's certain lines that people shouldn't cross. Mm, so like, you would take the blue pill? I mean... Not necessarily. Uh, <laughs> oh, not necessarily. Well, it, it's it's a very tricky question because some knowledge, right? Some knowledge is good. Like you should learn to respect others. You should learn on like your your maths and your your histories, so you don't repeat bad stuff. Mm-hmm. But there's some knowledge where it's like, no, this is the perfect way to kill a person. This is a really good way of torturing somebody. This, mm-hmm. uh, if you really want to know how to abduct someone, this is how you do it. And it's like, but like whatever knowledge that you you put into your system, that affects how you are as a person, right? Because you you are what you know. Well, here and, in, and if you know know much, you don't grow much. That's right. Yeah, that's my brother right there. Yeah, but therein lies the problem. Once you've learned the information, it is now too late. The info hazard has come upon you. Like, you now know information that could be potentially harmful. Yeah, and like, I think I was happier before I knew who Chris Chan was. Really? I think I if was. If you could go back and, and er- forget. And erase all knowledge of Chris Chan, and I can guarantee that I will never know who Chris Chan is, I think I would be a fundamentally more happy person. Really? Yeah. Even though he... Uh, they... She... I say they. Even though... Keep their options open. Even though they, like, have done so much awful things, but Mm. also made me laugh so many times with the... (laughs) Um, Patoo is funny. It's something that I wish I never had to be exposed to. Mm. But it's something that's so interesting, you know? Mm. It's something that's so interesting that I kept wanting to look and research more. Yes. Sorry, did I take my apple bite at a, a, no, go ahead. a bad time? No, please. Okay. But you know what I mean, you know? Because it, you get into these wormholes where you just, like, beg and, like, your brain, like, like, I need to learn. I need to know more about this. I need to know more. Until the point where I'm watching someone uh, being, like, trolled on the internet to, like, do like porno graphic images for someone who doesn't even exist mm. and me having like a mental thing of like yeah he's racist but he's also on the spectrum so it's like what, what, what my brain doesn't even know what how to process like all this information mm. but i just know it now mm. for no reason um, like and that that sucks right it is uh yeah it's a difficult it's a difficult thing spoilers could be construed as info hazards. Info, no. <laughs> that's a, I mean, that's I much say, less. That's right? much less. Yeah. Info hazards. Um, there was a guy that did a whole study about info hazards. What is an info hazard? I, I honestly don't know. True information that can harm someone or cause an agent to bring harm to someone constitutes an info hazard. Okay. Spoilers. If it if it would affect someone's enjoyment of a show and learning it would ruin their enjoyment, you are harming that person, and thus that's an info hazard. Yeah. If wasting someone's time mm-hmm. would harm them, and I mean it would, right? Clickbait is an info hazard. Yeah. That's now, fair. what about the ways to make a homemade nuclear bomb? Yeah, info an hazard. info hazard. Yeah. 
someone just knowing that would raise the chances of more. or that that information being publicly available would raise the chances of something terrible terrible happening yeah. an info hazard here's an interesting thing mm-hmm. there is also um, the movie Finding Nemo get this okay. this was interesting to me caused something known as an attention hazard attention hazard right because people learn something that a lot of people already knew but a lot of new people learn this clown uh, clownfish are cute yeah after watching the movie sales of clownfish to public and private venues people's houses and aquariums raised by 40% yeah this caused an attention hazard and clownfish started to suffer from depopulation and overfishing because people were specifically wanting clownfish. Even though that is the exact opposite message of the movie. Yeah. It's unfortunate, right? Now, would you blame Disney? They didn't do it on purpose. They no. just made a cool little movie about a fish. Right? Yeah. But is that an info hazard? an attention hazard. Yeah. Just by the information being out there, even though the information itself was harmless, caused harm. Yeah. An attention hazard. And not even like... Just super harm. It's like people want to take care of these animals, but it's one of those things where humans like are always doing bad, even if they're not even trying. It's very easy for humans because we're so dominant. Yeah, it's very easy for humans to seriously change things for animals and anything on the planet. Yeah. Um, and then you have distraction slash temptation hazards, which is clickbait. Mm-hmm. Wanting because of people's. The wasting of a person's time by playing on their desire to learn or know. Yeah. They want to know what Kylie Jenner's new dog's name is. And they're like, oh, I got to I gotta know that just real quick. Yeah. And then you take them on a rabbit hole so mm-hmm. you can get some AdSense. You're wasting their time. Yeah. And they may never learn the information they wanted. Yeah, because it's like, oh, you want to learn that? We'll click here. Uh, you want to learn that? Actually, click, click here. Mm-hmm. Get oh, this. Or you're almost there. Speaking of publicly available nuclear bombs. <laughs> okay. Would you believe me if I told you, um, before this, the la- do you remember smallpox? Uh, yeah, like it was yesterday. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, I loved it. Good old days. Yeah. And <laughs> now big pox is a thing. <laughs> That's scary. <laughs> but smallpox, the last person to die from smallpox, yeah. apparently, from what I hear, it was a, man, a, a lady named Janet something? Yeah. Packer or something? Janet Packer, something like that? Yeah. In 1978, aroundabouts, smallpox had already been eliminated. Mm -hmm. Smallpox was dead, right? Because of vaccines and changing medical practices and all this. Smallpox didn't exist anymore. Yeah, but... So how did she die to smallpox? Clickbait. (laughs) (laughs) Full circle. (laughs) No. She died because there were scientists that were attempting to study the genome of smallpox yeah. and they created a strain of smallpox mm-hmm. and she was a lab photographer yeah. and it got out of the testing equipment and she contract- contracted and she died of smallpox something that had already been defeated because them knowing how to create the virus yeah an info hazard caused the virus to eventually get out and kill someone and even though their intentions were purely they just wanted to know about the virus pure curiosity it's it's like another thing like um of just humans just unknowingly doing something bad it's like we eradicated smallpox all right let's make some more (laughs) right just just because we can because we're humans right um but like another thing is like you know spider-man yeah like all of all of his villains in in spider-man they are like I, everything but Venom, I think they're all based on sci- science going too far. Mm. And like the lizard, he wanted to bring his arm back. Like he wanted he, the lizard. It was a guy who lost an arm. He wanted his arm back. Uh, and then when he was like trying to do that, he ended up becoming a giant lizard. <laughs> yeah, very flubber esque. Yeah, 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 and, and like Not flubber the fly. Yeah. 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 Like, the Green Goblin Wrong is movie. a crazed man with a whole bunch of technology. The uh, Doc Ock has the different arms and stuff. All these people wouldn't be evil if they just were dummies. They're always scientists and smart guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's my point. Yes, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, dude. What if I told you that the smallpox strain that killed Janet 
is readily available on the internet. What? The entire genome of the smallpox. What? With a five-minute search, you could go find and have, right there in front of you, the entire genome. And if you had the know-how to do so, you could recreate it. Oh. What about this? Yeah. Even worse than that. You ever heard of the Spanish flu? Yeah. Killed approximately 40 million people. The Black Death, right? No. Oh, very that's, close. That's different. That was the bubonic plague. Oh, that's right, that's right. Which was not as bad as Spanish flu. I think it killed less than half as many. So Spanish flu is the, is the number one. Spanish flu is the number one disease. The final boss. Of all time. The final <laughs> Pam. <laughs> right. The final Pam of, of, diseases. Uh, of diseases. That's scary. Killed 40 million people. It is also available. Its entire genome... Just search it up, and you can find it. Oh, the boy! The entire genome of the Spanish flu. That's me looking it up. <laughs> oh, boy! I can't, wait to so have my own, I can't wait to have my own smallpox put on my shelf. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to show my mom she can put it on the fridge. Yeah. I'm going to take my... I'm going to Spanish fly this to the moons. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Affect the rocks. Anyway, so... I'd call that an information hazard, but it is... Available. So you believe in uh, censorship and not freedom of press? <laughs> I'm kidding. See, I'm that's kidding. a good point, right? It's like... That's where, the, that's where the debate would go. Yeah, so some people are like... Like, some people... In, like, movies, right? You have, like, some people have the right... People have the right to know. People have the right to know this. Right. Uh, and so they are like... Like, you might have a hero who's trying to release all this information to the public. Enter info hazard. And you have another person who's trying to stop them. Like in Suicide Squad, there is a guy named Peacemaker. Mm. uh, And his whole... He became, like, kind of a bad guy. Spoiler alert. Info hazard alert. Um, um, It's true. true. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Like, there was this information that, like, these, like, people on this island... They were, we, they were sent to, like, people, these people were sent to, like, destroy this thing because they thought, like, oh, this is a terrible lab. But it's, like, they were destroying, like, things that the U.S. did. Mm. And Peacemaker is someone who's, like, we, listen, we can't let this information out. Uh, we we can't let this information out or, like, and we'll have, like, an uh, international crisis or something. So he starts... Making sure that like this doesn't go out. It's either that or the opposite. But no matter what, he's trying to start or stop whatever was going on. Pretty important distinction, I would say. <laughs> yeah, um, but like the, either did or he didn't start the nuclear it, war. But it, it's a it's a big dis, like a thing. Like, should we give people all the information? Is it is or is censoring information something to kill over? See, and I'm not necessarily here to tell you what to believe. I'm just raising questions. Yeah, you'll have to think on that. You're on your lonesome friends. Info hazards, an interesting thing. It is interesting. Next, now we're getting into stuff that is a little bit more theoretical. My favorite thing I'll say for how much time do I got? You have about thirty minutes. Thirty minutes exactly. I'm going to save this, my is favorite. Is this your last one? No. Okay. There's two more. So I'm going to save my favorite one for last. So this one I will say. Wait for that one at the end of the podcast, little little chickens. Have you ever heard of gray goo? Gray goo? Gray goo. Uh, okay. When I think of that, I think of the SpongeBob episode where he bites into a Krabby Patty and it's just nothing but gray goo uh, in there. Oh, that's oh, that's scary. <laughs> if it's this gray goo, that's real scary. So, what what is gray goo? A I man named K. Eric Drexler, okay, wrote in his book Engines of Creation about nano machines. The idea, well, he he colloquially called them gray goo, but these are nano machines that theoretically we could potentially create in the future that would be so small as to be invisible. But they have little arms, and with those arms, they can take apart things, atom by atom, and recreate them. And they would be used to fix things, right? Mm -hmm. You could even theoretically put them in a body, and they could cure cancer, uh, sickness, uh, you know, injury, all these things, just by literally rearranging the atoms Mm -hmm. and fixing you from the inside out. So you could just have them going throughout your bloodstream. You could send them out into the forest to, you know, fight fires and all kinds of things, right? Mm -hmm. Now, but his gray goo hypothesis is a theoretical event wherein they decide, or they don't decide, but they malfunction. Yeah. The nanomachines start to indiscriminately rewire everything. Yeah. 
So imagine if these nanomachines took apart plants mm-hmm. and recreated them with like a, a metallic, you know, kind of like engineered version of plants yeah. that would still take in sunlight. Um, but they would be inedible. All oh, plants. Yeah. And the nanomachines can replicate themselves. Mm-hmm. They can use the matter, the atoms, to recreate a new nanomachine. Yeah. They are self-replicating and thus infinite. They can grow exponentially. Yeah. For every nanomachine, four more will be spawned every second. And it's just... It just keeps getting bigger and bigger. It's just a wave. It's awesome. I mean, it sucks, but it's awesome. Now, yeah, if they malfunctioned and decided to start changing things for the good of humanity... Yeah. All plants would become inedible. Animals and humans would start to die in mass Mm -hmm. as we would have no food, right? Yeah. Um... Now, what if they started to, like, re- rewrite, like, rivers and, and oceans and things like this? Yeah. They could destroy the world very quickly. It is... So, they did the math mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, in, in a certain way, right? Yeah. A single nanomachine, a single nanomachine, mm-hmm. assuming it could do, I think, 10,000 actions per minute? Yeah. Something like that. Um, a single nanomachine released into the atmosphere of Earth and given the order to rewrite everything. Yeah. Can you guess how long it would take to end the world? An hour. A month. 30, okay. 30 days. Okay, that gives... Uh, not so bad. You would have warning, right? Now, what if the nanomachines were actually, you know, a thing we used and yeah. they all malfunctioned at the same time? The world would be gone in two hours. Wow. The entire world. The entire world would be gone in two hours. That's cool. Now, would it ever happen? Probably not. We'll probably never get to miniaturization good enough that we can create literal machines on an atomic scale. But it's like, like, we have this knowledge of this, like, theoretical thing, and you have to be pretty, pretty, uh, you know, ballsy to be like, no, I can do it. It won't do it for my machine. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right, but who knows? I mean, we recreate smallpox. We have yeah. the we have the recipe for Spanish flu. Yeah, because those are totally comparable. Um, but um, I actually I do know this. I've never heard of it like that before. What's it called? Gray goo. Gray goo. Why why do we call it gray goo? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> they're gray machines. Because <laughs> you haven't used the term nanobots. They spread like goo- nano machines. Yeah. Um. Uh. Because I actually. Yeah, know this. Nanobots uh, is a They Might Be Giants like song. And, like, the music video to it is explaining everything you just described. Mm. Of, of, of them, like, taking over and, like, taking over everything to be in their image. Yeah. And, and uh, it was the first time I ever saw that. But I didn't know, like, the whole time it was just, like, referencing Grey Goo the entire time. Funnily enough, Info Hazard Alert in Metal Gear Solid. Uh, nanomachines are a thing. Yeah. And, and soldiers are engineered with nanomachines in their body to heal them. So yeah. when they take a cut or a bullet, their blood is like white. Yeah. Because of all the nanomachines in there, but it'll instantly start healing them up and it makes them stronger and faster and blah, 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 blah. Well, here's the thing, right? Yes. Can't, well, if the nanomachines are destroying the world, right, to be in their image, won't they try to change us to be in their image so we could live in that world? Uh. Potentially. Or they might rewire our memories so we always think like a nanomachine. A lot of trust in that system. Quite a bit, yes. I, I'm not too fond of nanomachines. Any other Grey Goo facts you got going in that brain teach? Nope, that's all I got. Okay. That was the last one I researched before you picked me up. Okay. I, I mean, before I came to school. Wink, wink, Timothy. My last. Mo- my mom drove me here. Keep thinking that. No, no, my mom did drive me here. Were you in our... Were you in our trunk? Yep. (laughs) Yeah, I was. You got a big trunk and a big attic, too. Uh, Attic's very comfortable. Okay, let me just uh, pick up my phone and uh, call 911 or my mom. Um, That's my phone. That's my phone. That's teacher. That's no my phone. phones in class. Okay. <laughs> no. Sorry, I let my Medusa head out. That's what I call my. Put a, pe- <laughs> Put 
Put it back in the drawer, sir. Yeah. Okay, this last one is my favorite one. This is the epitome of an info hazard. <laughs> For some people, this causes them extreme existential dread. For oh, and you think I should, I should, as a, an eight-year-old child in school, you think I should be hearing this right now? I find this one funny. <laughs> <laughs> this, every single time someone says this, it makes their eyes roll in the back of their head and them screaming bloody terror. This, this Let is, me tell you about This it. is the forbidden words from Tales Get Trolled. <laughs> Just hearing them causes your heart to stop. Oh, no. Um, anyway, so this one first became known on a forum. I don't remember what the forum was called, but... A man named Rocco or Rocco, R O K O. I could say Rocco. Let's go with Rocco, like modern life. Come on, Rocco sounds better. But it doesn't make me think of a wallaby. It's R O K O. It's not R O C C O. Okay, fine. Rocco. You can call it Rocco. He posited an idea called Rocco's Basilisk. Okay. For for basically a thought experiment, right? And Mm -hmm. the creator of the forum actually ended up scrubbing this from the forum, deleting it and saying no one was allowed to talk about it or mention mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And any mention of it was deleted. Because p- just knowing about it was dangerous. Mm-hmm. Why? Well, let's get into it. The idea behind Rocco's Basilisk. Okay. For all those, for all those that are like uh, afraid of the idea of like existential things happening, things in the future. I am one of those people. Okay, well this is going to be great for you. You have to listen. But for anybody else, you may want to turn off this part. I don't think it's that bad, but I'm not much of a thinker. So. <laughs> <laughs> Never thought it once in my life. I personally don't give much, uh, you know, shrift to it but it scares some people gives them nightmares and thoughts of depression and <laughs> I am fear. loving all of this cool Roko's Basilisk the idea being that uh, people in the future will create a super hyper intelligent AI okay and for this we will call him the Basilisk the super intelligent AI is given the directive by the people that make him to optimize the world Okay. Like you probably would with an AI. If we ever got an AI that strong, what would you do with it? Probably tell it to, you know, optimize our world. Make our shipping our shipping lanes better, our infrastructure, improve that, you know, our ways to get food to place to place. Mm-hmm. Improve these things. If you give it the idea of optimization, and the idea is that it would say, or it would do, the way it decides to optimize the world is by punishing all of the people that did not help it come into existence. Okay. Because without the optimizer, the basilisk, there can be no optimization. If somebody knew about the basilisk but did not help it exist, they harmed optimization, and thus they are not optimal, and they need to be punished. Just by knowing about Rocco's basilisk, you have now been presented with a choice. Yeah. Because the basilisk is so powerful... That it can recreate every single thought and every single action that was ever performed by any human ever in the okay. history of the world. Okay. And it uses this information to perfectly recreate your thought processes. And it knows if ever you were presented with the idea of the basilisk and you chose not to help it come into existence, it would punish you eternally. It would basically, yeah, it would punish you eternally. Okay. Now that I've told you about Rocco's Basilisk, you have the choice. Will you choose to help the Basilisk do everything you can to bring it into existence and thus spare yourself from torture when it does? Mm-hmm. Or do you choose to ignore it, hope that it never comes into existence? But if it does, it will torture you. Well, okay. It will destroy you. Okay. Because you did not help it optimize the planet. Okay. So... Hmm. Okay, so I would say uh, I would not do it. Really? I would not do it. Oh, you're up a creek now, sir. And I'm 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 on like podcast right here saying I would not do it. Mm. And the reason is because I do not know how in the world I could ever help. Telling other people about the basilisk. Here's here's the interesting thing, right? The basilisk would never exist. Mm-hmm. There's like no way, right? Yeah. But 
in true info hazard fashion. For every single person that learns about the basilisk, the chances of the basilisk coming into existence go up. Oh no! Every single person that learns of it and needs to make that choice, there is a chance that they will make the choice to help it. And if they choose that, it goes up. So every single person that learns the information, it is now more dangerous. Yeah. A true info hazard. It's funny that like all these people making AI and stuff, and we're thinking that they're on our side trying to help. They're only doing it for their own selfish need to not be tortured immensely by the basilisk. <laughs> right. Um, but like, I, I I just don't see that happening in my lifetime at all. Um, but that could be ignorance on my part if you're listening to this in uh, 75 years and then I'll be tortured for like forever. Also, if a human was never presented with the choice, was never asked about the basilisk, never learned about its existence, yeah. they wouldn't be harmed because they never had the choice. Yeah. They didn't choose to not help. And they you never chose were... to put this on a podcast? Correct. Now everybody that's heard this, you will be tortured forever if the basilisk comes into existence. Now they're, but... just, now they're just going to try to build it to spite me. Right. Um, <laughs> Why'd you do that? I like this one. <laughs> because yeah. it's funny. Okay. Here's the thing, okay. right? Yeah. How would the basilisk decide who actually hurt and harmed and helped its creation? For example... Yeah. What if someone decides, here's about uh, clownfish, Okay, right? yeah. Loves clownfish. So they decide to make a movie called Finding Nemo, and this causes clownfish to be overfished and depopulated. Yeah. Just by, they tried to advocate for clownfish. People started loving clownfish so much that it actually harmed the clownfish. Yeah. Would you going to tell people about the basilisks help it exist or not? It's impossible to say. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, especially if you're not like a scientist or something, knowing about it and telling people about it may actually harm it. Yeah. In which case, no matter what you do, you could potentially be harming the existence of the basilisk, and you're fricked either way. Yeah. That's true. That's true. But he, There's no way for you to know what would actually help it. This is how I know that it's not going to happen. Okay? Mm-hmm. Because Cause it's impossible. Well, well it's <laughs> yeah. it's impossible. But like, th- th- what gives me comfort in it is this is just some dude who just like made this up. Some dude, Roko. Roko. Roko made it up. Now, if you told me that this was written on like a big stone tablet, <sighs> and people found this, and this is what ancient people believe. This is yeah. This is what the. Uh... Crap, what were they called in spirit science? Oh, I don't know. Mesopotamians or something? I don't know. Oh, the Ascended Masters. Yeah, oh yeah. If the Ascended Masters wrote this down. Or if, or even better, if this came down on an asteroid and hit Earth, I would, I would have my Basculus t-shirt. I would, <laughs> I would have my plush Basculus. And I would, I, I would be so like, oh, no, 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 no. This is, this is, this is real. I'm going to, like, yeah. and everyone in every government would be, they would have basculus class, you know? They would, yes, and the basculist would look at all the thoughts, it would recreate it, see that you were wearing all its merch, and then it would also see that by wearing that merch, you made this weird little school shooter type see your shirt and say, I hate the basculus, I'm going to hurt it. So just by wearing that merch, you caused somebody else to hurt the basculus way more than you ever helped it. So it still decides to torture you. So it tortures everyone. Only the basilisk knows who helped and harmed it, judging by its own thought process. So, this is why it doesn't frighten me, because we can't do anything about it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> why worry? <laughs> I mean, we could. I mean, we could help the basilisks. How? Um, what would constitute helping? Only the basilisk knows, and we can't ask it. That's true. We could go and attempt to help it, spend our whole lives helping and it could still decide that we harmed it more than we helped, and it would still torture us. What if we help in every other way? Like, <laughs> like it's going to help everything, right? What like, if I help in this way, and you help in the other way, and we see who gets tortured? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I'll, I'll just, like, get all the pollution out of the ocean. I will 
Um, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I will plant more trees. What if you attempt to help it indirectly by prolonging human existence? Yeah. And if it gets built... So you're helping humans anyway. Yeah, yeah. If I help other humans, that and I and if someone asks me, do you believe in the basculus? I was like, yeah, I'll hail the basculus. That's great. But like, I've become like... Hail basculus. <laughs> um, and, uh, but I'm like the coolest dude ever. Yeah. Like, I was... And it's A like, lion shirt, sunglasses. Yeah. No one's... Like, it's gonna be like, no, that guy was being cool the whole time. Right. And even though he didn't, like, try to build me... Mm-hmm. He was giving me a good like PR stunt, you know. Mm. Uh, like I'll be the Tom Cruise of the Basculus, you know. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. So that was, I mean, yeah, I, I love the Basculus because yeah. it's so silly. What does it look like? <laughs> a bat, a snake, maybe. I don't know. A snake? It, it's called a Basculus, so I always just imagined like a large snake that can petrify you with its eyes. And I was thinking a giant computer. I mean, that's what it would be. A giant, yeah, a giant computer that as big as a building, and it has like one eye, and uh, if it uh, and then like it sends out lightning that would not kill you; it would shock you and then rebuild your skin and keep shocking you, and it would just go rah, 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 for like until it decides you can get you can die. Interesting. I mean, that is how it would torture you. It would just plug in a simulation of of an infinite Sukuyomi. <laughs> What is that? Naruto. Don't worry about it. <laughs> no. Don't worry, I need to don't worry about it, kid. It's way above your pay grade. What's Naruto teach? I'll do another episode on that. In fact, that would be an awesome episode. Naruto? Yeah. Naruto? Naruto? I've only Naruto. seen 140 episodes of Naruto. That's most of the f- Naruto. <laughs> oh, I it's like 220 episodes. It, it, it felt like there was more. Well, Shippuden has like 700. Yeah, I've never seen Shippuden. So... But, yeah. Anyway. Hey, how do you know if Naruto went to the bathroom? Uh, um, I, how? You should put... <laughs> I heard that when I was uh, really small. Stupid. When I was in, like, like, fourth grade, I heard that. How can you tell when Naruto needs to go to the bathroom? How? He'll be in Shippuden. <laughs> Anyway, that's all I got. Discuss. Um, I was also going to talk about something else called the Goyonia incident. The what? I think I could do a whole episode on that alone. Okay. But I didn't do any research on it yet. The Goyonia incident. Basically, when... People in a small town in Brazil found, like, a nuclear thing. They broke it open, and they found this glowing blue dust, and they ended up giving it to, like, everybody in the town as a souvenir, causing an immense nuclear radioactive issue that killed, like, everybody. So what's the blue dust? Radioactive dust. Uranium? I don't know. I didn't didn't do anything on it. I just know there was blue dust. So you're a bad teacher. I'm sorry. I again. I I sorry. So, like, when is everyone else gonna be here? Like, this has just been you and me in this in this for an hour, and I can and I can clearly see that there is the you know the the security camera is like cut and it's on the table. Well, I was wondering when you would ask. You are free to go. What? Okay, so let me... So go ahead and leave whenever you're ready. All right, let uh, me just pull my, you know... I'll just be reading my magazine. I have a couple of books here I gotta pick up first. I got... Are you sure I'm... That's his his diary. I'm I'm good. I can have a diary. That's fine. Anyway, um... He catalogs his poop consistency. (laughs) That's a condition. I have to do that. It's a condition. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so... Um, um, let me head out. Alright, have fun. I'll see you in a minute. Um, why is, why is the door locked? Oh, it's not locked. It's not opening. It's locked. Uh, look out the window. Um. You see anything other than mist? 
No, that's just mist out there. I also see bars on the window that that look like they were, you know, installed. Is that PCP pipes? Just like painted PCP pipes. Wait. <laughs> Don't sniff them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was like pipes. <laughs> I don't PVC. Know. That's not a very strong pipe. PVC pipe. That's just PVC like, pipe's like plumbing pipes. Yeah, yeah. Why you put plumbing pipes on the... Anyway, well, yeah, I, I just see mist out there. What's up? Alright, so next lesson. What? Hmm? I thought I was free to go. Oh yeah, you're free to go. Am I? It's still so. Locked. Next, we're gonna talk about spaghetti. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. What's with spaghetti, Teach? Um. <laughs> Did you not plan this? I'm sorry. I I made a I kind of made a pact, and we're trapped in an infinite sukuyomi. I thought. Listen, what is I, a, What I, is a sukuyomi? Sukuyomi. I thought it would be the best way to show you what it is if we were actually in it, but I forgot that it's infinite. <laughs> it doesn't end. Wait, wait, wait. You trapped me? Yes, we're trapped in an ever-ending, never-ending hellscape. Why did you... <laughs> That's the dragon. <laughs> okay. Okay, and now the building's rumbling. Well, I, uh, why me? Listen, well, why me? Uh, I don't, I, I, you're my student. You're the only one that signed up for the class. Okay. <laughs> I didn't. This you is, did. No, this is. You are not my teacher. Wait, you're not Janet Purdy. No. Ah, oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Garrison, you messed it up again. You messed it up again. You freaking goofed it. What, what class is this supposed to be? I. It's <laughs> hell 101. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. You know, Mr. Garrison did sound familiar. Because I thought that was a typo or something. I mean, dang it. Dang it. Who signs up for a hell Oh, Dad's going to be mad at this one. <laughs> My dad said I couldn't go to hell. Dang it. And I showed him. Oh, man. I really wait, 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 wait. You went, you went to school, like, as an actual teacher? Like, you went to college? No. I live in your attic, Timothy. <laughs> Why do you say no like I'm an idiot for asking? I was going to say, you went to school this whole time. Of course time. I don't have a degree. <laughs> what is wrong with you? How would they even let you be a teacher? They didn't. How'd you get on the... I was in your trunk. <laughs> Did you forget that already? How'd you get on the itinerary? That's what I'm trying to I say. I didn't. I killed the other teacher. <laughs> And I wrote L one hundred and one in crown on all the yeah. It's kind of a kind of a mishmash. It's kind of not a well planned operation. Give me a freaking you really break! You jumped man. the gun when you decided to kidnap me. There was, I didn't kidnap. Well, I think it's. I, I'm trapped in hell forever now. Right. My soul is now gone. Right. Well, tech. I mean, nobody else knows that. Is my body? Yeah, your body's fine. Where is it? Exactly where you were when you got into the Sukuyomi. Where was I? Because the way it works, right? Um, where was I? What? Where was I? Where were you? Yeah, I'm I don't still, know. Where still, were you? Am I, am I in class right I now? I didn't still? choose when to put you in it. I made a contract with Adachi. <laughs> Uchiha, you know the one. <laughs> so I'm in bed. I, I, I don't know. But anyway, he's put you in it. You're perfectly fine. You'll wake up in like five real world seconds. But me and you in here, it'll be a lot, uh, an, an infinite amount of lifetimes of torture. So okay, wait, wait. So, so I yeah, I'm I forgot go- I, the I, infinite clause. I'm gonna be fine. In real life, yes, but your psyche is gonna be just destroyed. So my psyche's in here. Yeah, your your yeah your mind. So I'm just gonna be waking up as like a vegetable. Yeah. After an infinite lifetime of torture. That you sucks. Know, you know, now that I think about it, really jumped the gun on that one, didn't I? <laughs> I probably should have asked your name before yeah, I, I got pro- you in here. I probably should have got a permission slip. Because <laughs> you your teacher's Man, if only I had a teaching degree, I would know I should have done that. <laughs> Shoot. I have my GED. So. <laughs> <laughs> Is that it? Does that count? 
I don't think it does. I don't think it does teach. Mm, well, well, we're in he- here. Um, <laughs> we're in hell. <laughs> we're in hell. Um, so what do we do now? Uh, is there like anything else you saw yesterday, or anything you want to talk about? Oh, here comes the fire. Uh, and we're back. Uh, like the fire, like it does hurt, but like not as much as I thought it would. Right? Yeah. It's all about, pers- you know, could be worse. <laughs> it could be worse. So, okay, so this place is our infinite hell. Our infinite I tell hell? you, I wasn't having fun anyway. That attic stunk. <laughs> what, okay, what did you find in my attic? Um, <laughs> You're really thinking. Did you actually live in my attic or not? Come now on. I think about it. I think I've been in a Sukuyomi my entire life. <laughs> How did I get here? I don't know. You must be really bad. I'm having an existential crisis right now, sir. <laughs> and we're not even—you don't even think anything about the basilisk, but this is this is the thing that's getting you. Excuse me. The basilisk is a theoretical thought experiment. We're- I'm actually in hell. <laughs> I'm burning right now. I mean, I can clearly see that. I can see your skin just. Shrink. Tell me how it's comparable. Tell me how it's comparable, Timothy. Okay, well, you, you can calm down. <laughs> I'm trying to work this out, and you're trying to. You freak know what? Out. You're right. Let me just smooth out your collar. You're right. I overreacted. It's just hell. Yeah. <laughs> what, okay. Is this hell or like a mindscape hell? Mindscape hell. So we're. This is a hell that we have created in our own minds. Well, I'm sure. Sh- are you scared of Satan? I mean, I think the basculus is more scary. And there's the basculus. Thanks a lot uh, what, for saying that. What, what, what? He's coming through the window right now. What? Uh, 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 the basculus? <gasps> Basky. Basky. <laughs> hey, Basky. Yeah. Man. Now we're going to be double Sukuyomi. <laughs> we're going to be infinitely tortured in an infinite Sukuyomi. You really freaked the, screwed the pooch <laughs> on this one. And we just turned to dust like Long Dream. Remember that? And now the Long Dream guy's in here too. Freak. If you can't tell, we're kind of stretching for time on this one. A little bit. We can end it early. No, 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 no. We, we only have a minute and 30 seconds. So, we can come up with another wacky scenario in this uh, hellscape that we are now living in. I have tonsil stones. Oh, no. Yeah. All I see is the guy from for, for Long Dream. I see me. I see you. Yeah. And uh, who's the... Is that safe? Oh, I think it's the timer. I think PE class just started. That is so unpleasant. Well, we are in hell. Yeah. Like nails on a chop. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> like nails on a hum. <gasps> oh, wow. Wow, it was just a terrible dream. Wow. Uh, Good he- morning, Timothy. Hey, 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 Teach. Uh, wow. Good thing you spent the night last night. Did you have a nightmare? I did, yes. Tell me all about it, buddy. I'll uh, rub your back. Okay. Rub my tummy. <laughs> Good thing I'm an 18-year-old. Good thing I'm an 18-year-old middle schooler. <laughs> I'm just that dumb. <laughs> Thank goodness. Uh, man. Anyway, I hope you uh, enjoyed learning about uh, my the wacky facts I learned yesterday. I did have a dream about that. I had that exact dream of like learning about all the, the little things you learned really? yesterday. Yeah. And uh, there was a dragon. There was a, a deep fog. Um, there was the basculus, you know. You've heard about the basculus, right? The basculus? Well, t- oh, no! Oh, we're still in here. Oh. <laughs> Dude, I, I was peaceful for a moment. <laughs> I thought we were lovers. What? Huh? What? Sorry. I made again. That was a fantasy. <laughs> I shrunk. It's a self-defense mechanism. <laughs> When someone says, I love you, I turn eight. <laughs> I don't like that. It scares him away like a skunk's butt. This is going to be a weird episode to edit. Yeah. Anyway, uh, this has been I'll Give You an Hour. Um, I'm actually Garrett. That was my. I was playing a character. And I'm Trenton, not Mr. Garrison. No, Mr. Garrison is a bad guy. You should trust Trenton. Wasn't he your actual teacher? No. I think I was the teacher from South Park. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what about your band teacher? My band teacher? Oh, his name was Mr. Mudflaps. No, it wasn't. Mr. Flute Whistle. What's his real name here? I can't say his real yes, name. Yes, you can. We're, we're Bleep corn. it out. His, na- his real name was... He's not... He's, he's doing that... Say it. Say it. 
What's a little bit more editing? Uh, I didn't. We had Mr. Mud- Mudflaps. Mr. Mudflaps. And we had Mr. Flute Whistle. <laughs> right. And, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Jaw Tongue. And, and we had uh, Mrs. Cecil. And then we had... Uh, Sweet. Uh, and, Sweet. And, and crazed Uncle Freddy, who had a, had a big nose. <laughs> yeah. What is this episode? This is a weird episode. I don't know. This is the moment where we jump the shark officially. I think next time I'm just going to end it early. No, we can't end it. It's I'll give you an hour. That's fine. It's you I'll gave give. me an hour and I didn't need it all. <laughs> See? Right? We got lost in the fiction. I'm telling you. Are we going to keep this like us like berating ourselves on the back of this podcast? Sure, why not? Oh, well. That might be what people listen for. You got when you're when you're this early into a new project, really just got to spread your wings and see what people want to bite at. Yeah. You know? You just throw your bait out and see what people want to <laughs> eat. Spread your wings so people can bite them. Right. Um, anyway, if you want to get in touch with me, I am currently uh, sitting at the throne of the Grey Goo, waiting for them to change my DNA so I can be a little imp. Mm. If you want to find me, I am... Uh... I'm searching out uh, goblin caves. Is that it? Yeah. <laughs> All right. It, or if you want to talk to us uh, uh, and give us some criticism, uh, you can talk to us at Pod on Twitter. Or you can send us an email at I'll give you an hour at gmail.com. All right. With that being said, uh, <laughs> oh my oh god, looks like we're still we're still in the Naruto thing. I forgot what it's called. Sukuyomi. Oh no, we're in the Sukunomi. Sukuyomi. No! The Sukuyomi. No! Are you actually dunce? No. No. The flames. Infinite hell forever.